Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. Before we get started, here's a quick message from this episode's sponsor. Have you ever thought about writing a book? As a published author myself, I can tell you that writing a book is so rewarding, but I also know firsthand how overwhelming the process may seem, especially if you're trying to do it alone. That's why I'm so excited to be sharing a brand new training put on by my friends called Activate Your Inner Author. This training is for you if you've always had a dream of writing a nonfiction book but don't have any idea where to begin. Hosted by two best-selling authors, this training will teach you how to use the microbook method to go from blank page to complete book manuscript in only 90 days. Learn more and register at activateauthor.com. But hurry, this is a time-limited training. Sign up now at activateauthor.com and make 2023 the year you finally see your book dreams come true. I've met some really cool people by being part of mentorships and masterminds and showing up at events and putting myself in the room. And my guest today is one of those people. She and I were sitting down next to each other at a networking event that was happening out in Arizona, and I connected with her immediately. But then I found out she actually lives in the state that I live in, and it was an immediate bond. So I'm so excited to bring Corrine Walsh onto the podcast. She's a startup advisor and investor, serial entrepreneur, executive coach, author, and healer. She's the CEO and founder of a seven-figure boutique consulting and coaching company. She has 17 years of entrepreneurial and executive experience. So today we're going to be talking about investing in mental mentorship. So let's jump in. Kareen, welcome. Thank you, Renee. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, you know, this is such a great topic because that it's really how you and I met. Like we met when we said yes to attending things and putting ourselves in the room. So we're today we're talking all about investing in mentorship, advisory, scaling that way, growing faster that way. So let's just start off with what was the first investment that you made in yourself? Because I think that there's so many levels of it and there's price points. So like, let's (laughs) start with where you started with that. Well, I would say that in any any journey where you're trying to like lead others, lead in a business, you know, takes take yourself to a next level, you have to focus on yourself first, right? Because if you haven't mastered how you're showing up for yourself, you know, it's really hard to show up for others. So when you ask that question, like the first way I invested myself was it had to be when I hit a bit of a burnout by 2930 in a really top corporate career. I was a director for mergers and acquisitions. I was doing all these things. And then my health was crap. My relationships were crap. Like all the things of the life were wrong. And so at the time I had resigned from that position, I was like, going to take a risk, start all over again. And I had to invest in my health first because I found that if I wasn't taking care of me, I was just like, 
doing the mediocre version of me across everything versus the top-notch version of me that I knew I was capable of. And I always like to say to Renee that I was like, I'm a master of of uh, functioning and dysfunction because mm-hmm. I was raised that way. <laughs> and so to also invest in the mindset work, the mental health, etc. So how did I do that? I basically would read a lot on my own, like self-help books at the time, just to get my mindset and belief in self right. I also invested in um, naturopathic like health coaches, doctors that would help me understand my body better so I could connect my mind and body. And then when it came to finally feeling good about myself and not only wanting to take care of me, I was finally ready to move into more leadership roles. And then I've done programming, you know, um, I'd say the biggest shift, let me think, from a business standpoint, I did some Tony Robbins work in Mm -hmm. my 30s that really helped me shift and start thinking differently because he's, you know, master of methodology and frameworks and it's on repeat all the time so that you can really like hone it in and master it. But I would say that mindset and framework that he offers through um, Unleash the Power Within program and Date with Destiny, I did both, really helped me expand my thinking that bled into how I um, invest in business and other masterminds that I focused on investing in. So I gave you more of my journey (laughs) than just the first thing, but it is a story, right? Like it's its own method of um, how. So I always believe like yourself first, and then into how you invest in your business. And sometimes it can be both, you know, with the right mentor and advisor. This message is for the dreamers, doers, and goal getters out there. The She Who Wins Summit, a live event experience, is coming to Connecticut on April 28th and 29th, 2023. It's time to supercharge your soul so you can show up even more powerfully in your life, in your relationships, and in your business and career. Learn more at shewhowins.com. Did you do the Tony Robbins in-person event? Uh Uh-huh. You did. How was it? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're intense, immersive experiences. So when I did Unleash the Power Within, I think at that time it was a four-day immersive experience. We flew to Chicago, but it's not really in Chicago. It was like some crazy out conference center. So you're traveling and you don't have much around you. And Tony, the first night, like the first day, the first night, I think we started at 5 p.m., And we're walking on fire at like 2 a.m. in the morning. Like it was so, it was such an intense life shifting experience because he really pushed you, pushed you to um, the limits of what your mind can handle, how to actually program you in the sense of the NLP work he does on the belief in yourself. And then um, really the in-depth work the next few days, it's him and his team obviously hosting the whole weekend Uh, was quite intense and also very life-changing. Like you leave the space really in a more solid belief about yourself, but also so expansive in your thinking as to what you want to achieve next because he's kind of training you in that stance. Um, Date with Destiny, I believe, was a six-day event, um, immersive. And that was also another game-changer because his flow of how he not only finds people in the audience, like works with them, coaches them directly. And as a coach myself and someone who loves to facilitate groups to see someone who's so masterful 
about getting to the root of something and helping them shift into what's next um, or how to manage it next was really life-giving too. It just shows you the possibility as someone who also at that by that time had to facilitate a few things and also coached a lot of executives. It gave me the tools not only to master things for myself, but also um, help my client base too. So that you started it from a perspective of self-care and yeah. then mindset care, and then you moved on to business strategy and masterminds. And, yeah. uh, we, and so from your experience of doing all of these things, yeah. did you find one move the needle the most for you than others? I found that, let me think, each one had its purpose. Um, I, I think when I joined Masterminds, um, it was a specific one that you had to qualify for. You had to earn a certain amount. Like I was really feeling isolated in my entrepreneurial life where I didn't have the people around me that had similar goals or interests on how to expand and scale business, on how to um, trade services even, or even find like a reliable group to go to for you know, feedback. And um, so I'd say investing in that particular mastermind was really a um, game changer for me because the person who was facilitating um, was really forward thinking in your money mindset, was um, forward thinking in acts of service, and also knew how to bring a great group of people together that you're committed to for a full year because it's not a, a low investment to be in those intimate rooms, um, mm -hmm. but really helped expand what was possible for me. That's incredible. So is this, you know, you've worked with a lot of executives, a lot of leaders. Do you think that every person who's a founder, who's an executive should be doing something like this in order to better themselves, better their business, better their leadership skills? Yeah, I really do. I think when you're trying to, when you're at the top of the framework of the chain of business you've built. So what I mean by that is you're a C-suite leader. You are leading the charge of the company. You're an entrepreneur leading the direction of where you're going. You're wanting to attract new clients in and, and manage their challenges or find solutions for their challenges. I think you have to master yourself first. Like your business growth is 100% percent a reflection of how much you're willing to grow individually. When you stop growing yourself, then your business will stop growing because it's a reflection of you as a leader of that mm -hmm. business, but also in the container of what's possible for that business. So I do believe investing in um, advisory, mentorship, getting into rooms with, you know, like a mastermind or a club of some sort of aligned work together while you're all growing together or learning from someone who's gone before you, it just helps you accelerate. It really does. It helps you um, not feel so alone in it, but yeah. it also helps you realize where you might have some blinders on and learn faster from people who may have gone before you or tried what you're thinking to try and um, give you, you know, how it worked for them or what things they would change, etc. It's just always good to have that sounding board because I don't think we should be in it alone, you know? 
I, I think that that was my biggest takeaway when I started doing this was the other people. It wasn't even the person who was putting the thing on. It was the connection to the other people who were willing to help and give feedback and and just the relationships that you form. It's amazing yeah. because I spent most of my entrepreneurial career doing it alone and yes. didn't even know this world existed of collaboration yeah. and mentorship was out there. And I regret not doing it that much sooner. Right. Yeah, I totally feel that same way. I would say also, I don't uh, I don't know that the formulas were right. And for some of these groups that were out there, you know, a lot of the networking groups, like it, it's it's more than a networking group. I think we have to like break down the type of groups out there, right? Like networking, it's like, hi, this is me. This is what I do. What do you do? And can we actually like connect each other or yeah. work together? I never go into rooms with the intention of I'm going to do business with these people. I go into these rooms with what's the value I can add to the room and what's the value in this room that might be good for what's going on for me or like how can I create connections for them elsewhere. But in in you know, I've only really seen this strong wave of connected, clear and qualified groups coming together. Um and there that actually has that impact you're talking about. And it is about the people in the room all the time. Like when you're investing in being in someone else's space, it's not just about who's facilitating. It's actually about who they're attracting in that that works really well with what you're trying to do. All right. So let's talk about that then. Yeah. So a mastermind is is one of the common containers that we see yeah. where someone is leading the mastermind and then you have members who are part of that. I've seen them where that person just shows up and facilitates a conversation. I've seen them where the person who's hosting it actually is teaching and bringing added value that way or hosting in-person yeah. retreats or just online. What should someone be looking out for as they try to figure out what the best one for them is? That's a great question. I mean, I think it depends on where are you trying to go next in your business or where are you trying to grow yourself personally to then assess, is the person who's facilitating and leading this someone who has gone before you, like has achieved that in some way, shape or form? Because at a minimum, you know, you're going to learn something from that person because they've actually achieved what you're looking to achieve. So that's one thing I always look for. It's like, what is that? What is that draw? What's that thing that is su super excites me to even just be in the room with that facilitator? Because they are the ones holding the container. So if if they don't charge you up that way, it might not be the right container for you. Mm. The second thing I look for is who do they attract? What are they talking about uh, you know, on the socials or on through their books or talks, speaking engagements, whatever? What is it that they are always talking about and who are they trying to attract in? Because if I understand who they're attracting in, then I can assess, yeah, I want to I want to know those people too, right? Like I want to be in the room with those people because then they are also like me, and we we will all kind of work towards the same things together or like support each other in the same way. So that's the second thing I look for is like, well, who do they normally attract and who do they and and those that they do attract, are they aligned with what I am also like the community I want to be a part of? It is a very um, expensive time when you're pulling yourself out of your own business to be in the rooms for this learning 
to make sure that you're and, and these connections to make sure you walk away with something. So I think those are the two main things I look for. And then three, it's, you know, results. Like, what are the results that these groups, meetings, these, the way the person facilitates, um, and it hasn't been consistent, you know, with who attends? I think that's what I look. What do you look for, Renee? So, well, you know, I one of the things that this was a mistake that I learned was that just because someone is facilitating a mastermind doesn't mean that my what I bring to the table or what my business is is best for that person. And so, for example, the very first mastermind I ever did, it was a nominal amount of money, $2,500. And like $2,500, I could go on vacation for that or something, you know? So it was minor compared to what the range is. But the person who led it actually had never run a brick and mortar business. Mm. And I was looking for, I didn't know it at the time. I joined because of who the person was. And then when I was there, I realized that this person actually couldn't help me with the questions I had about my business because they had never done it. So I think that that's important is making sure that that person has actually done the thing that where you can extract the value from it. Because I think a lot of times you see so many people out there running masterminds and maybe they've spent their entire career as, as a network marketing people or, you know, on the digital space. And if you're someone who has a brick and mortar business and you have a physical product, maybe that might not be the best fit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Qualifying what they've done or who they've advised and how they advise them in your field of business key. Totally. Yeah. I've definitely um, spent money in the wrong places too. I think now that I'm like going through where, where I did invest, I did a mastermind based on um, what was called a business uh, type of mastermind with someone who really is just amazing at, at churning out speakers, like speaking mm-hmm. from the stage and writing books, which is great. But the way that it was marketed, this mastermind was truly about business growth. And I remember, Renee, being in that group and every single business question that was asked of the other group members, like of this, not so cheap. I think the investment was uh, $10,500 maybe for like a three-part mastermind, like two in-person meetups and then maybe an occasional monthly call or something. It was very haphazard. And I think it was maybe their second time running it. I didn't know because the person was quite famous. Um, But I found that I think about six of the 10 other people that were in this group said, I, what I got out of this investment in this mastermind, Karine, was meeting you. Like you have Mm -hmm. given us more business advice, business strategy, (laughs) business guidance, because I'm a, I'm a very value driven person. When I'm in the room, I always want to make sure someone gets a value exchange from me. Right. And uh, so I'm showing up with all of me, but did I receive anything in return for what I was showing up for? No. And that was a big lesson learned uh, from that particular mastermind where I was like, Oh, Y'all should stick with what you know. <laughs> like, yeah. I even told I told the facilitator this. I was like, you guys shouldn't really be in business strategy because that's not what you're focused on. You're not focused on product-based business and tech platforms and all these other questions coming up, which I do in my practice. And that's my advisory work for clients, right? But it was just really wild to see um, how off they were. And they, they will collect their money and think they're doing right by the people, you know? But... <sighs> Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. doesn't that go to think about like a lot of times you have people who are so-called celebrities or well-known in that yeah. digital space who put themselves out there as running these and they, they attract people just because they're a name. But this is almost like a buyer beware. Like make yeah. sure you have someone who knows who knows the talk and has done the thing. Yeah. And if you want um, a good thing to look for, if they are not qualifying you to be in the room, then mm. their qualification process is um, a little weak, meaning they are not clear about who they're trying to attract and they probably just want the butts and seats, as I like to call it, um, and riding on their fame. You know, it's like you are associated with that person. And I definitely try to at least leverage that <laughs> of yeah. being in that room. But it was it was disappointing in that I could have earned the 10500 from each person that I was like assisting <laughs> with. And it actually gave me the aha, like I should start running my own. You know, like if I'm going into these rooms for the need of community and connection and they're not stretching me, like it's not stretching me further than what I've come into the room with, yeah. then that's how I know that the investment is a little bit off because my time is so valuable too, you know? What what's the range that you've paid for investment mentorship mastermind opportunities? Oh, such a good question. So I do this thing where I up the ante every year. Yeah. So one of the in order to stretch myself, um, so let's say that that year was, I think that investment was yeah like the ten thousand five hundred. I think that was the price point. And so then for the following year, I was like, okay, I want to I want to invest fifteen thousand in it, you know, in myself this year. And it can come in different ways. It can come with learning a new skill to being part of a mastermind, but generally it, it, ended up, it ends up being in the rooms with the right people. And then the year following, 20,000, you know, so I up yeah. the ante because each one, if I'm not getting that return from investing and in being in those rooms, because I always do now, I've, I've kind of mastered how to yeah. leverage the room, <laughs> right? Um, for myself, my own growth, but then also for my business. It has to have a return now uh, on the investment into my business. So I generally walk out of all these rooms with clients because of um, the work that I do. But yeah, I think now I'm probably at the... I'm, I'm somewhere between twenty five and 30000 a year in investing in the growth of my business. And I put mastermind and advisory and coaches like in that category. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree completely. I did the same thing. I started low and then moved mid and then went higher. And as I kind of go through a complete each one, then it's like, all right, I, I, was able to get the value out of that. And now let me up level even more. And now I'm looking for a different type of, you know, a, a different, a different level. And it's like, and I think that, I think it would be, I think it would be so hard to go from zero to 25, you know, like that. Oh no, you shouldn't. And yeah. that's a big risk to your business, right, you know, right. and, and you want to make sure that this is, uh, this investment amount is something that you're not going to have resentment for doing, yeah. right? But also, again, it's how you leverage the room you're in. So I've seen a lot of people pay to be in these rooms just to have access to the name and not do any of the connected work yeah. to get the value back. You know, yeah. um, it's just like to say that they were there. Well, that's that's great that if you have that pushy, uh, cushy type of revenue going, but you never want to invest in these things where you don't 
um, feel as though you'll get a return for it. You know, like when, even in my in my advisory practice, every client I have worked with, and I could probably run the numbers, and I'm sure you you have this too. The the level of impact of your work, right? I at a minimum they are making four times the fee that it is to invest in me back into their business because that's a goal of mine. That's like part of my value prop is that I am here. Yes, you're investing in me and my services. Yes, you're investing to be in the room with me and get my know-how. But I will make sure that you get it in return. Because everybody that I work with, I am looking at their money story. I am looking at how they invest in their business. I'm looking about how they're charging. And we are tweaking things so that they earn their value with ease. Because that is all about, you know, the aligned business growth management that I love to offer. It's really key to think about that when you're making investments. So it's like, what is the return on this investment? It shouldn't just be... if, If you're using the words, this cost this much or I spent this much and you're not thinking about I invested this way, Mm. um, it's a shift in the energy that flows back to you when you talk about your own money that way. Oh, I love that. I love that. So that, that brings us to the She Who Win Summit. You are part of the Friday Entrepreneur Day. Yeah. So excited. I'm I can't so wait excited. for the event. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> I just love it. I'm so excited. I, I love that you're doing this on the freaking East Coast, that I don't have to like fly across the country for it. <laughs> I know. There's nothing. Everything is yeah. West Coast. There's nothing on the East Coast. Like what, what's going on over here? No, but we're starting we're gonna... it. You are starting it. I am, I'm definitely there to attract as many of our <laughs> East Coast badass women that we know to come to it. I'm super excited. So you're going to be there on Friday. You're going to be one of my expert friends that joins me helping other entrepreneurs who want to get to that up and figure mark, giving some yeah. real life strategy on how to help them scale. So what what's the thing that you you talk about? Well, you know, uh, what I had to learn in myself in my own growth spurt about building and getting to, a, you know, seven figure earnings in, in my business is I had to get out of my own way, <laughs> number one. And what, how do you get out of your own way is that you pick a target that you cannot do alone. Yeah. I think a lot of us, when we're initiating business, when it's our idea and we're the service, et cetera, it's like, what is it that, yes, we're able to sell our, our own time for money, but to create a service-based business um, or even a product-based business, to think about the others that are meant to be with you to make that happen is really key. And that took a long time for me to break that habit. And the way that I um, do it and how I coach uh, clients and the the work that I'll be doing with the group who attends uh, the She Who Wins event is getting to the clarity of your zone of genius. What lights you up the most to do night and day? Because if you're able to identify that for yourself, And then I'll be sharing the framework of how that fits into a business structure, right? Like who are the key core roles within a business, but also um, knowing, and I I do this with my hands, I make a triangle because there is a triangle of what um, is in every business. There's a a creator, like an artist. There's the operator, the person who gets that work out the door. Mm -hmm. And then there's the entrepreneur role that is the selling and all about the um, the money management, as well as 
the attraction side. So we all fall into um, one of these categories, sometimes between the line, right? Like, so I'm someone who's very entrepreneurial and I love to create and I can operate. I can, I'm a do it all person because I was trained to do it all. Now, do I want to? No. What lights yeah. me up? What's my zone of genius is the creative part, the solutions yeah. part, the, the strategy part. And then I love to sell. Like I really love. So I'm between entrepreneur and creator, but I've been stuck in operator roles mm. doing that operator work of my business and it's pulling away it was pulling away what was possible because if i'm stuck in operating and not bringing in an operator for me right bringing in those teams where it's like yeah i know how to do it doesn't mean i have to then i'm not growing and scaling my business and so we'll be talking a lot about that and doing some exercises together in in the um the room that that i'll be hosting for your event uh, and also just getting people clear because clarity is number one of the role you want to play in yeah. your business. And then eventually, what does it look like to own that business and exit from that business? Because if you can also practice some detachment that your business is not your identity, your business is what you do for impact, you do for financial gain, you do for connection, but you shouldn't be so attached to it. Um, or sorry, you can totally be attached to it. The point is about if you think about an exit strategy before you even start your business, it also helps you scale it further because there's a little bit of detachment for when those who step up into your business and say, hey, how about we do it this way? Or or you, or you could even sell or be purchased, that it's a much easier way to be like, yeah, I was ready for this. I actually built this to be sold. And not many people do that at the start yeah. of their business either. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it's so hard to get to that seven figure mark. If you're not doing exactly what you said, you yeah. cannot get there if you're the talent in the business and yep. you do not have systems in place. That's right. Right. So and it, it's not sustainable. That's for sure. You can maybe hit it. I'll tell you the first year I hit seven figures was a challenge to myself. Probably. I think I was coming out of the date with destiny event with tony robbins because he stretches you and i was like i've only just thought in six figures why have i only thought mm -hmm. in six figures like literally was this aha that happened where i was like i've never of course every time i thought in six figures i achieved it how come i'm not yeah. thinking seven like it was that it was that right like that stretch and i was like oh well what would it feel like to put a goal out there hit seven figures by the end of the year with, um in my business but only for my time spending 20 hours a week maximum. Like I had to challenge myself to be like, it's not on my shoulders to build it. How can I build a business that earns that much, but it's not my time. And that was my, that's what literally clicked and stretched for me. And I had to really analyze. And those are the frameworks I'll share at, um, at the event. But yeah, it was so eye opening, And I, I totally hit it. I actually hit the number by... June of that year in sales <laughs> because that was my focus. So that's the other part of it too, is understanding what is it that you're trying to achieve? Why do you want to achieve it? And then who do you have to become in order to do that? Yeah, that's so good. All right. So we are wrapping up. Where do I have a final question for you, but I want people to connect with you. Um, where do they find you? Well, first come to the event in April. <laughs> find me there, ladies. Find me there. Um, and definitely the VIP night because we're going to have a fun time that Friday. But you can find all things Kareen at, at Kareen Z Walsh on Instagram. 
everything. Um, if you want to see my lifestyle and like background, I share a lot on Insta. Uh, <laughs> on my website is kareenwalsh.com. That's K-A-R-E-E-N-W-A-L-S-H dot com. If you do slash links, you'll have access to grab your ticket to the event. You'll also have um, access to my books. I still have my former podcast out there that has a lot of great learning content um, as well that you can grab and truly um, subscribe, grab a workbook or something because then you'll get my emails and we'll stay in touch that way too. All right. One final question. What does winning mean to you? Winning. Ah, the energy of winning. The energy of winning, Renee, to me is when I can literally flow through my day and not feel obligated, but feel like every choice I'm making is from a place of desire and um, alignment. Like it just feels juicy and warm. It's like, that's when I know I'm winning. Like there isn't this pressure to show up. I love that. I love that so much. Green, yeah. you are the best. I can't wait to see you in person, which we can do that sooner than April. So you and yes, I will have will to coordinate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you so much. Thank you, Renee. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is... She Who Wins.